Now this is not going to be pretty. We're talking violence, strong language, adult content. This is Meg. I am your Buffy the Vampire Slayer expert. And I am Quitina, your resident of Buffy the Virgin. All right. And we are here to talk about season one, episode four. Yes. Uh, this episode is called uh, Teacher's Pet. And we quickly, we quickly learn why. Yes. So this episode, just to give you a little bit of background, Episode March 25th, 1997. It was written by David Greenwalt and directed by Bruce Seth Green, who I don't, I don't think is actually related to Seth Green. No, probably not. So. Probably not. Which is weird because Seth Green later becomes a recurring character or a recurring it. actor on the show. So that's just kind of funny to me. Um, okay, so basically the synopsis for this episode is Xander develops an infatuation for his biology teacher not realizing she's not exactly what she seems. She kind of wants to teach him a different kind of biology, a very different kind. Um, and let's see. So I've got the Bite Me, the chosen edition, the unofficial guide to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And uh, this makes a really interesting point. How Teacher's Pet takes the focus of Buffy and places it on Xander. So for the first time, we can understand his anxieties about his masculinity. There we go. After all, he's in love with a girl who always ends up protecting him and getting him out of sticky situations. The ultimate feminist Yeah, yeah. This was this was, by the way, hashtag feminism. This was an amazing episode yes, for that totally. from that perspective. Um. Oh shoot! I didn't introduce our drink, Karen. Oh my goodness! Let's do this. Oh, and this one was killer. Woo! Ooh. You're like, yeah, I really killed me. I really, not even done. Ooh. So tonight's uh, drink pairing was playing off of the, this will become much more uh, apparent and obvious as we get into the episode. Uh, but we decided to go with the classic Louisiana, New Orleans, mm. French Quarter cocktail, the Grasshopper. Mm. So I did a little bit of research on the Grasshopper today. Uh, I learned way more about this drink than anybody should ever know. But just to give you a quick breakdown, so this is one of those sugary drinks. Yes. Um, the first time I ever had it, I had it more kind of like a shamrock shake. So yeah. instead of how I used cream and milk to yes. kind of make it, they used just ice cream and made it in a blender. Yeah. Okay. So this is basically one part creme de cacao, one part creme de menthe. Okay. And then I also use about a half part of vanilla vodka just to give it a tiny bit of a kick. Yeah, I got And then you finish it off with some cream and or milk and or ice cream. You shake it up, you pour it, yeah. serve it neat, nicely chilled. Um, and basically, let's see, a little bit of the background that I got on this was, uh, first of all, creme de menthe, it turns out, is one of the world's historic liqueurs oh, okay so it comes from corsica 
and originated in the late 19th century and uh, along with creme de cacao. Uh, neither contain actual cream and both hover around 50 proof, which for liquor is pretty low. So most liquors like a bourbon or something are gonna be 80 to 100 proof. Very true. Um, and so this actually, considering that it's a liqueur, is actually pretty low. Okay. Um, but, okay, so the restaurant that invented this, uh, uh, Two um, they invented this in New Orleans in the French Quarter about 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, the current owner of it says, it's not a really strong drink. So if you give your nine-year-old a sip of this mint chocolate chip drink, oh. it's not like giving them a sip of bourbon. Uh, oh, all right. Now I can go for it. So uh, obviously we are not recommending that you serve your nine-year-old either a grasshopper That's or excellent. bourbon, yeah. but it's it, it's worth putting out there. Um, but yeah, so this is really interesting because unlike a lot of what uh, New Orleans serves up, especially in the French Quarter, mm -hmm. they're usually very brandy-based or, or bourbon-based. Yeah. So you've got like your Sazeracs, your Negronis, your... Um, Vaux Carrés, things like that. And you're just looking at me like, sure, yeah, those are all drinks. You did not make those up at all. Not only am I a buffy version, I am a drink version as well. My um, but so basically, uh, this is really different because it has none of those things. In fact, anytime somebody does try to punch it up a little bit, add a little bit more bite, it's vodka. It's not, it's not a brandy or a bourbon, although apparently... Currently, they're serving it with a brandy floater back in the original place, but they're just trying to be interesting. Well, the so. vanilla vodka you used really punched it up there. I used so little vanilla vodka. So little, because so I little. Still, <sighs> I took a sip and it was like, ah. <laughs> Indeed. Anyways, I highly recommend this drink. I think it's a nice little dessert. It's not something that you're going to want to drink a lot of. It definitely has hangover written all over it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which so I'm I, taking my time. Um, so, but I, I highly recommend it. And we will post the recipe to our brand new Patreon page. Yes. Uh, Patreon.com backslash meet at the bronze, where you can go and contribute to this wonderful podcast and we will share our drink recipes drink recommendations yes. um even possibly videos of quitina seriously <laughs> seriously i'm telling you guys it's a it's a good show it is a great show um and so uh but feel free to check us out at patreon meet at the bronze um and we will post the recipe for this to any subscriber yeah. all right let's get into the episode Quitina, this episode starts off uh, a little bit of Xander for you. Yeah, uh, actually, the first thing I put, hmm, kind of kinky. Because first, you see Buffy on a pool table. Buffy's, you know, about to find a vampire there at the Bronx. And then all of a sudden, Xander kind of steps up and he's doing what he needs to do. So I was like, oh, this is a Xander centered episode. So when it clicked. My first comment was, oh my God, so many boobs. Oh, yes. Oh, Xander is dreaming. That makes that more sense. Makes sense. <laughs> there, there was a nice set of racks. Like, like it was a few, but, and then even Buffy's were like, yeah, out and proud out there. And then um, Xander kind of steps in and handily dusts the vampire right before he goes back on to finish his solo. Yes. Because he's in like the leading band of the bronze <laughs> tonight. Epic solo. I'm glad he wasn't wearing like a corny ass. 
shiny shirt. Not cool. Not so long. Yeah, so that that was pretty great. And then we find out that he is sitting in biology class. Okay, can we talk about how if you're going to daydream in class, <laughs> this is a very like deep ass dream to have in class. How deep are we going? You are in class and you're having a dream like this? Well, in all fairness, like Buffy calls him out for like he's got a little drool coming out. Yeah. Like he must have been. I don't know. I fell asleep a few times in class in high school. Probably biology, by the way. Like what a full cycle of sleep is like what 60 minutes, 90 minutes? Okay, maybe I didn't go into like REM sleep or something. He had to he was dreaming. Wait, is that true? Yes. You dream during REM sleep that your eyes are like uh, opening and closing really fast. What? That's when you dream. What? So he did not have time, to, like an hour. Come I don't on. know, maybe they're on like block scheduling. Oh, God. In, in the 90s? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like block schedule is like some new age. No, see, I feel like uh, my family that lives out west, like they were on block scheduling in the, in the 90s. Yeah, so maybe it's a oh. California thing. I don't know. I feel like Callie would be way too chill for that. <laughs> and actually, now that you bring it up, I think it was always middle school and elementary school were block scheduling. There we go. You couldn't do it, like you couldn't do it in high school because it interfered with athletics or something. I, I, I don't never know. Heard of that from high school. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I mean, in all fairness, my husband he teaches at a school that has block scheduling, and it's oh a high my school. Goodness, disgusting. Yeah, I know. I'm with you that there. Just seems very unfair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Oh, okay. So we go to the biology teacher, Dr. Yes. Gregory. And by the way, a doctor at the school, which I guess, you know, we had one, I think, at my high school. She was studying to get her doctorate oh, and she God. taught AP, Ms. Jackson. I'm sorry, Ms. Jackson? Yeah, basically. She was like smoking hot too, actually. Oh. And she like sang the national anthem. Like she was like an opera singer and she sang the national oh. anthem at like oh, Orioles so games and stuff. Could actually be getting the students. So we're not yeah. accusing her of this, of course. We're just saying it's a possibility. In all fairness, she was nice to absolutely nobody ever in the history of teaching there. Wonderful. So I feel like probably not, but it's possible. Yes. But, um, um, this biology teacher, I definitely put down. Seems cool as hell, and he just seems like the type of teacher you would. Be. Well, one of the things I like, so he starts off and he's talking about how ants communicate and he like traps Buffy because she has no idea what the answer is. And that reminded me that I have a friend that got her PhD in how ants communicate and how that's applicable to the business world. My goodness, I could not. Yeah, shout out to Holly. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while, girl, but, uh, like, I think she's teaching at University of Maryland now. That's fun. So, uh, but yeah, that's what her, her, like, PhD dissertation. I am so fascinated because now I have to know how did you make that connection. So now I'm, like, really upset. Well, because they were talking about, like, how do ants communicate? And now I'm, like, really upset that I didn't call her and ask her to be on the podcast. I like, we might have to do something for maybe our Patreon. Yes. Yeah, we'll do, like, a little interview with her, maybe. I'll I'll see if I can figure that out. Um, but yeah, I, I wrote, oh, Dr. Gregory is so sweet. He asks Buffy to stay behind after class. And he's like, I understand you probably have a good excuse for not doing homework. Amazingly enough, I don't care. (laughs) And I loved that. He is just real. He was. Well, and he really likes Buffy. You know, he's like, he's talking to her about how, like the potential that he thinks that she has and like yes Flutie showed me your your permanent record I love it yes and what did he say I even put here 
Hashtag make them eat that permanent He said, record. let's make Flutie eat that permanent record. Love it. It was Love it. beautiful. Yeah. And Buffy walks out feeling all empowered and like, I can do anything with that hair, by the way. She yeah. could. Flip, flip, flip. And the makeup. Unfortunately, it's like, as soon as he says, let's make him eat that permanent record. Yikes. Somebody maybe eats him. Let's talk about how he even yeah yeah i need to talk about how <laughs> you need to process thick, this his thick ass glasses dropped to the floor and had this random crack no hold on i want to talk about his glasses because if you remember when he was teaching class yeah he was wearing different glasses was he he was he was wearing like those big round glasses people on the podcast can't tell that i'm like <laughs> holding my my fingers around my eyes because that drives the point home yes but then like when he was looking at the slides he maybe changed his, he changed glasses? his glasses is that maybe like a bifocal kind like I'm he needs thinking, a bifocal like, maybe like magnifying glasses oh like, maybe they, look extra thick. That's they did look so really confused. thick well i guess that's how they cracked the way that they cracked because they were extra it? No, no. How do glasses have what? As many times as I've dropped my glasses, and <laughs> well, I but yours aren't that thick. Exactly, and they've never cracked. So why are uh, well, cracking? I don't know. This was the '90s. Glasses didn't have all that technology that like NASA grade military shit. <laughs> this is know. NASA. <laughs> looking at my face, saying this is NASA grade. Ruby Parker. Else. They're like oh, this is not <laughs> they're like in this. development with like Northrop Grumman or something. This is Vision Works. <laughs> Hashtag shout out sponsor us. <laughs> um so anyways but what else is interesting is like nobody notices that his glasses are just like on the floor the next time they come in oh, so like buffy goodness. walks in but buffy walks in and she like sees his glasses and she picks them up and then she just like huh and folds them and puts them on his desk i totally put that there because i was like how did no one pick up his glasses and just kind of move them? Like, it's weird. Somebody, like, if somebody drops their glasses, and I wear glasses sometimes, like, I'm in contacts now, but yes. um, hashtag 1-800-CONTACTS if you want to sponsor yes. us. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, or LASIK. I don't know. I'm into that. Yes. <laughs> so, but... So, um, even before we get to... Yeah, before um, we get to... Those glasses, yeah, her. Bronze. Oh, we are back at the bronze. We're at the bronze. Um, my big note here is... OMFG, I definitely dated a guy with a shiny shirt like that. Oh. Only I think it buttoned up. Oh yes. And and I, I I think I have a picture of it somewhere with him singing, serenading me, uh, with the song Barbie Girl mm. by Aqua, and he's like dancing and lip syncing. In a shiny button. In a shiny like yeah. I have questions. Yeah. Uh I have questions looking back, but I, I do remember. So I broke up with somebody because I had a crush. So he had asked me out. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm into this guy. I went out with that guy for like uh, a week. This is you know freshman year of high school. Yeah. Um and then I broke up with them because I was like, no, I'm really into Ryan. And I finally like call up Ryan and I'm like, Hey Ryan, remember how you asked me out a few weeks ago? Or maybe I don't know. It was months ago. Mm. Uh, I think I'm really into you now. And he was like, yeah, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. That is the first guy that I ever like sort of dated that came out to me. So oh, by the way, know. I feel like this is a good story to tell because it's still June. It's still pride month. That's very true. So, uh, love is love is love. Yes. Um, and if you've got that friend that you think is crushing on her, let her know that you're gay now. Yeah. By the way, so, uh, wow. 
that uh, that was the first of many. Far too many. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there, there have been a you few. Just, you gotta type you go for sometimes. It's just you know what? I grew up doing musical theater, and I think that there's just like a lack of. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I but then again, you know, they dressed so well, yeah. and they were so courteous, and they like always paid. By the way, yeah. like, coffee or whatever. They Most just, of them had jobs. Oh my god, he worked at Banana Republic. I'm just now remembering that. And then the Gap. That just seems crazy. Yeah, it was '90s as hell. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I love you and I miss you, Ryan. Um, oh man. Uh, yeah, so we're at the bronze and we are at the band yes. who is sings for like 30 minutes. So long. <laughs> um, so in long. a very like SR71 Oasis kind of way. Yeah, like, I was trying to figure out what genre this is. I was like, this album sounds sort of grungy. Because remember sort the first, of grungy, the yeah. first episode, we kind of got a bit of grunge, like that corn lookalike. Oh my God. And then yeah. this was like totally different. So, lookalike, not sound alike, for yeah, the record. No, not Um and they're singing the song and the chorus is I already met you and they basically just like whining and scream yes. at the same time at us I already yes. met you. It's just a mashup of all the different genres came out. Strange thing. I did not like I did not care for it. Would you have found the Browns? Like back in high school? Like that's the place everybody goes? No, I'm sorry, but if you just play that type of music and I'm supposed to dance to it, I think not. Okay. Let let's let's ask this question. Uh, high school TV show hangouts. Where would you have hung out? Like, Saved by the Bell had the Max. Power Rangers had, like, Ernie's. Uh, uh, at, at Beverly Hills 90210 was the Peach Pit. And, what, what the hell? You haven't seen any of these shows? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, I know Saved by the Bell. Yeah, the Max, that diner that they always it's hung out It's food. At. If there's food, I'm dead. Well, the Browns. I guess it's just like coffee and wine random. <laughs> is this for underage kids or is this for grown ass people? Because I saw a couple bottles and that confused me. And yeah, yeah. And weirdly, like they continue to go to the bronze, like the entire series of the show. It's just at some point, instead of cappuccino mugs, very like Friends Central Perk esque. Mm -hmm. uh, it, they quickly become solo cups. Okay. So they were getting cappuccinos at night at the Bronx. I, I mean, yeah. Okay. Because who wouldn't put a, like, horny hopped up teenager on, like, three shots of espresso at nine o'clock at night? So, so confusing. Just these things that don't connect. Um, <laughs> okay. I think this is a good time to introduce our newest segment. The most 90s thing on the show, right. on the episode. Mm -hmm. Do you have a most 90s thing? I picked that shiny ass shirt. The shiny yeah. ass shirt. So shiny that the lead singer was wearing as he was singing. I was just. See, I will give you the lead singer's look. Like the shiny shirt, the like three necklaces, including one I think was like hemp. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he had an earring and his hair. All right, we're going to pause this because my dog is... Piano, please don't eat the microphone. All right. So, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you very 90s his look. Um, I also wrote down as one of my contenders for the mm -hmm. most 90s thing. Um, oh my God, so many velour shirts on men. 
really? like velvety oh texture. Yeah. That that was a big contender. But I think at the end of the day, I'm gonna go with the trope of counting and comparing the number of people you've had sex oh, with. Oh my god! Like when that hard. jackass Blaine is like, "Oh uh, yeah, that was like seven for me," and the number eight was so and so. What that cheerleader's sister? And like, and then they're like, Xander, how many have you scored with? And he's like, today or this week? Oh. I'm like, that is a trope that I swear to God only existed in the 90s. It is a 90s thing. Like I, I, which by the way, thank God. Yes. I, don't, I don't think that's a thing. Do you know any guys that have ever actually used that as bragging rights? See any guys sitting down comparing yeah, guys. No one does that. Weirdly, no women I know have like sort of done that, but it's more like, oh my god, am I a slut? Yeah. Guys don't like like brag about that. Yeah. No, what because it's kind of creepy and gross and hashtag like STD. I mean, maybe we're not hip. Maybe there's some guys who need to give us opinions and let us know. So maybe you guys can talk to us about this. Do you sit down and talk about this? You mean like us two women that like are all about feminism and everything. Maybe we don't know any, anything about like douchey men oh, yeah. bragging about Not their, at all. their like scores. Yeah. So I, I, by the way, I think good call out the fashion of the singer. Um, oh. I think that's, I think that in my opinion, that stood out to me. Yeah. and especially the song he's singing. Oh. I mean, come on. I already met you. And then at some point the scene was going on for a while and I was like, <laughs> Oh, he's still singing. <laughs> yeah, you really the were. Same damn line. What? What is this? Um, but I, I really think that the most nicest <laughs> thing of this episode goes to that terrible, terrible trope. I, I will actually agree. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Oh God, it made me crazy. Um. Also, right there. Uh. Oh, guess who comes in? Oh, bae. Hello. Which made me feel weird because I, re I really need to understand what the bronze is. Because I just saw Angel and all I could think was, there's a grown-ass man in the bronze. <laughs> it's like when Giles showed up in the bronze. It's kind of weird. It's creepy, yeah. It's creepy. And he's just there. There's no, what, wife beaters? Well, so uh, let's see. First of all, this is the first time in the series, I believe, but Xander comments on how attractive another man is. Yes. It will not be the last. No, um, then uh, can we stop and take a minute uh, with Angel taking the jacket off and he's oh, just in the, the wife beater and his cross necklace and just look, guys, I am a happily married woman. I'm very sexually satisfied. But David Boreanaz Especially 1997, David Boreanaz. Y'all, the minute he did that, I was like, this shit was set up. I was like, this is some fan service. Thank you very much. I think that that was the moment that it came. <coughs> oh, yeah. Right there. Oh, right there. Right yeah. there. And then. That's all it took. Yes. For sure. What, and what did he say? He's like, she said some really snarky thing. Oh, He's yeah. Like, you're young, you're cold. And he's like, no, you're actually cold and takes off the jacket. Yeah, because she like, thinks he means she's being a bitch. And it's like, oh my God, you're being a gentleman. Oh, he takes that well. Oh, You'll see that that's bred in him. Yeah. But Gosh, she's sure. so. She mentioned something. She said, you just show up and you give these cryptic messages. And it's true. He gives some cryptic <laughs> ass messages. 
But that's when she gave him credit for like, well, there's a lot of uh, what, like poetry or that's very evocative. I don't remember exactly because yeah, it was it was pretty funny. But um, so like I'll give you points. It's not cryptic. Wasn't helpful either. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, if anybody wants to create just like a continually reoccurring gif of David Boreanaz just taking off the jacket. Please feel free to. Uh, you can also hashtag that spank bank if yes. you'd like. Mm. So anyways, he gives her some information. There's a big bad. Um, he got attacked by, I don't know if you even caught this. He got attacked by a vampire. With the claws? That had claws. But like yes. she's all, she she thinks that he had like a fork attached to his hand or something. That's where this fork thing That's came from. That's where the fork thing came from. There we go. Um, so, yeah. We cut to the next day. There are walking, Willow, Buffy, Giles are walking into the school. Giles and his perfectly bitten apple. Like, how does an apple look that perfect? Giles, you have a professional bite into it yes, right before the scene. Looked... How, how do I get the job of being like the apple biter? Yes. Like I, I've been known to like every once in a while we'll look down and I'm like, I think that is prop movie. It it was the one that's like all around and kind of looked like an hourglass figure. Yes, kind of the on top. Yeah, go in the middle and then come out. That was like sexy. You know what? Josh Josh bites his apples like that sometimes. Really? Yeah. I've never met anyone who bites their apples. Wow. Is this a child? (laughs) If you're that skilled with that apple, how skilled are you, Elsie? I can neither confirm nor deny my husband's (laughs) skill in various. (laughs) Cough, cough. Oh my God. I hope my parents aren't listening. No, my parents never pay attention to anything I do. Um, but the other thing I like is how grumpy Giles is, that it's all sunny and warm outside. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I was like, I think I did marry Giles. Because <laughs> my husband will literally just, like, he sh- like he comes home, and if I've been home all day, I have got, like, all of the windows, like, the curtains are open, the blinds are up, I've got as much wow. natural light in here as possible. He comes in, the first thing he does is just shut <laughs> everything. And I, I and, and he's it's too sunny out there. <laughs> that is so grumpy. And I'm the like ginger that like just looking at this or mentioning the word sun and I get a sunburn. Yes, <laughs> and he's all, no, I want to live in an actual cave. Yes, this, this, that's his house. But then they're talking about Dr. Jeffrey and he's missing. And mm-hmm. Buffy is clearly very upset. Nobody understands why. Mm-hmm. And Willow really sticks up and goes, He's one of the only teachers that doesn't think Buffy is a felon. That's true, though. You really believed in her. Is it cool that Principal Flutie went around and, like, showed her permanent record? Not cool at all. When the teacher mentioned that she was shown a permanent record, I was like, that's ridiculous and an invasion of privacy. Hashtag Cardi B. Wait, who's Cardi B? Seriously? Okay, until three weeks ago, I thought Kendrick Lamar was a basketball player. <laughs> no. Who is Cardi B? She's that um, new rapper. She's I feel like I've seen a lot of reality TV. I feel like I've seen a lot of her like trending on Twitter, but I have no oh, idea. She's I've never trending. Okay, well, she's how she was like her privacy was invaded. That's the name of her album. Um, so I'm hoping oh. she'll hear this and sponsor us. <laughs> I'm sure that Cardi B is going to be the vampire. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. All right, moving on. Uh, my next note is, could Blaine be a bigger douche? 
because he oh 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 the teacher walks up the teacher walks up and legit xander's speaking and then it's like he's mid-sentence coming when he sees the teacher he just oh i mean yes looks like a model from the late 90s but i don't know i'm not into it i'm not you know the nipples aren't like joining (laughs) one And I'm not even saying, you know is I mean? is that is that the the criteria? That your nipples is, have to yeah, join. My am I saying that right? Join, 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 and then I have to get that clutch. You know what I mean? Down yonder. I mean, like, cause I look. There have been yes. I, I'm with you. She she quite frankly did nothing for me. Kind of like oh okay cool. The actor they just kind of. Like, I mean, she was beautiful, but I, I, don't, I don't know. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm just like into different types of movies. Like I. I have really so, yeah. But basically, like she comes up to Xander automatically and asks him a question. Xander can't answer. Uh, I think it's like, "Where's the science lab?" And he's like, uh, "Well, I go here. I'm like, okay, we know now. Where's the science lab?" Because otherwise, it'd be creepy that you're standing outside. Yeah. But then Blaine, the douche, and he's all like, "Oh, I can walk you there. It's near the track where I took." What was this? All varsity or something? Like you just have to throw that in there. He was ugh. I like you're an extra douchebag. I was like, I feel like you might get killed first. Please let it happen. I want. Yeah, I, I genuinely wanted him to die. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because when I saw her, I got instant bad vibes. I was like, she's a fucking killer. Something's wrong with her. And we are going to bring that back in just a minute. Yeah. Uh, so we go to the classroom. Buffy finds Dr. Gregory's glasses, yeah. worries. And she's clearly concerned, but just folds them up and puts them back on the yeah. desk. I legit put, wait, dot, dot, dot. Y'all left his glasses? Like, what is this? It's left in the middle floor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Mrs. French, Ms. French, the substitute, which, by the way, that is the most fake-ass sounding name. Yeah. Natalie wow. French. I don't know. I mean, we find it. Well, whatever. Uh, okay, but it was like a name from 1907. Yeah, that was a surprise. But before we get there. Uh, so she's talking about the praying mantis and how it's tragically forced to live alone. Noble, mm-hmm. solitary, but prolific. And of course, the females are so aggressive. And Blake Blaine is like... Nothing wrong with an aggressive female. And I just want to be like, yeah. fuck off. Yeah, you can tell that he's the one who talks like a bunch of shit, but he can't actually do anything. And then we find out that the female praying mantis can end up in three months with several hundred offspring. Oh, this is so sad. Can you imagine? Like, I can't imagine having one offspring. Yeah, that just seems like my worst nightmare. Several hundred? I work with kids, okay? But that's just. I mean, I love my nieces and nephews, but I just spent five days with 13 of them. And I had to sleep for a day when I got back. Yeah, it's exhausting. Hundreds? How are these offspring also coming out? That, that, that's... Well, they're eggs. Well, yeah. But so once they well, I think that's an that's an excellent question. I think that what we should do right now is learn a little bit more about the praying mantis. Indeed. So uh, hold on, guys. I'm going to read you a little bit about the praying mantis, and then we're gonna play a little bit of a video clip because 
We're educational. Yes, we are. You are welcome. So mantises are an order of insects that contains over 2,400 species in about 430 genres in 15 families. And I, if I remember high school biology, which I do not, uh, but it was something like like there was, um, what, what do you call it, like mammal, amphibian, reptile, insect. Okay, there was that. And then it was like genre. Uh, no, no, it was, it was family. Yeah. genre, genus, species, species yeah. all of that. So um, the largest family is the mantidae or mantids. Mantises are distributed worldwide in temperate and tropical habitats, so never going to Hawaii. Uh, they have triangular heads with bulging eyes supported on flexible necks because the flexible necks, we find out, have to be able to turn 180 oh, degrees. Yes. Uh, hashtag science. Um, the elongated bodies may or may not have wings, but all have four legs that are greatly enlarged and adapted for catching and gripping prey. Their upright posture while remaining stationary with forearms folded has led to the common name praying mantis because it looks very, actually to me, it always looked more like when those like, evil characters are kind of like stroking their chin or ah. something or like they're doing that bow at the end of bow. the end of kung fu like but, and or like before they fight but there's i don't know like i'm looking at this picture on wikipedia <laughs> that i will post and the thing kind of looks devious like it's plotting doesn't it, it looks evil yeah uh the closest relatives are the termites and cockroaches so oh my god yeah they're often uh, confused with stick insects or grasshoppers. That's very true. Uh, or other unrelated insects with raptorial forelegs, which I think just means like they're serrated and everything, like raptor. I'm not sure. Uh, mantises are mostly ambush predators, but a few ground-dwelling species are found actively pursuing their prey. They normally live for about a year. Mm -hmm. uh, in cooler climates, the adults lay eggs in autumn, then die. The eggs are protected by their hard capsules and hatch in the spring. Females sometimes practice sexual cannibalism, eating their mates after copulation. Wow, that is it. That is where it's at. Well, I did a little bit of research on sexual cannibalism because, of course, I did. Of course. Um, and I found a uh, document, uh, female praying mantids use sexual cannibalism as a foraging strategy to increase fecundity. This is by Catherine L. Berry, Gregory I. Hallwell, Marie E. Herberstein in Behavioral Ecology, Volume 19, Issue 4, July 1, 2008. Okay. And basically, they get into how cannibalistic females of these species gain nutritional benefits from male consumption. Oh my so by eating the men, they actually become more fertile. Okay, I have many questions. <laughs> basically, uh, they have improved their body condition and substantially okay. produced heavier egg cases than their non-cannibalistic counterparts. An additional prediction of the foraging strategy hypothesis 
is that sexual cannibalism will increase with decreasing female condition. So kind of a natural selection thing, if women are starting to, if I understand this, if women are starting to experience problems with their fertility in any way, like their eggs aren't hard enough or whatever to last, kind of like little praying mantis miscarriages. Okay. Okay. Um, if they then think to become cannibalistic and eat the male counterpart of their species, yes after the Copulation Act, they, uh, they're they getting vitamins and nutrients that they need. Protein. It, it protein. could be, it could be. They don't really get into it. Uh, but we found that the prevalence of sexual cannibalism in the system was indeed affected by female body condition. Females in poor condition were more likely to consume their potential mates than females in good condition. So basically, it's kind of like that whole, uh, the, the guys like um, the soccer team stranded in the Andes, like the plane crashed in the 70s. And um, so they like, it, like somebody died and they started eating it because there was no other food. Oh like, but, <laughs> um, but I thought this was also really important. Okay, so it's basically like... We are having sex. I need a snack to really feel so we can keep having sex. I, I, I think it's more... The snack is you. Because <laughs> who doesn't get hungry during sex? Um, <laughs> I think it's more, if I'm reading this correctly, it's more that um, the female, because she's in the process of copulation, is thinking like, okay, this didn't work last time. Like the eggs weren't strong enough. I don't know. I think I need more protein or whatever. You know, they say that like your body craves exactly what it needs during pregnancy and oh, things. Oh, convenient! Turns head 180 and bites off your partner's head. Well, apparently it works for them. Well, okay, uh, but I think got it all figured out. I think the other important thing to remember, uh, although cannibalism during courtship or mating occurs with relatively low frequency in the majority of animal taxa. It is comparatively widespread among arthropods, which are most insects. Mm -hmm. Several hypotheses have been proposed to explain this. Um, and they, they aren't really sure exactly. The costs and benefits of sexual cannibalism are typically viewed from the male or female perspective. And obviously the males probably find it no, a, a much more. Yeah. Um, and the timing of cannibalism in relation to insemination is also considered. Mm -hmm. Cannibalism that occurs after insemination may be advantageous for males and or females. Okay. The degree of conflict is minimized if a male's cannibalized soma increases female fecundity, which is basically fertility. What are these words? <laughs> so, uh, or pre-copulatory cannibalism is the most extreme form of sexual conflict. And although the female may, may benefit from the encounter because she apparently can still be inseminated. Okay. Even if she like eats off his head before the sex act really takes place. Okay, so his death <laughs> just sends this last wave of power through him and he thrusts with all this might to release his sperm into her. Well, you know how like men, when they die, sometimes rigor mortis sets in in the penis that is a thing yeah yeah you're a nursing student come on you know these yeah, things just, yeah that, I, that's my focus actually 
But I think if we really want to understand, we need to play this National Geographic video. Okay. Uh, hold on. I'm going to cut out uh, this part, the, the ad, because I wasn't supposed to think about that. I'm going to cut all this part out. Don't worry about it. This praying mantis has been superbly engineered for speed and power. and has a voracious appetite for other insects. A little too voracious, if you ask this male. Autumn is in the air, and he's feeling frisky. But time is not on his side. He must mate before the killing winter arrives. This is his best chance. A well-fed female is a well-mannered one. He latches on to her shapely thorax and cautiously inserts sperm into her abdomen. The female waits patiently, or is it hungrily? He has all the time to wonder. Mating can last for hours. But not this time. She devours his head. This doesn't stop their affair. If anything, his dying spasms increase the amount of sperm delivered. When the female has had enough, she breaks things off and dumps him. A harsh fate? Not necessarily. Unlike thousands of other mantises who died early, he got to breathe. In the game of life, that's a resounding victory. Munching on his carcass provides her with additional nourishment she can use when she lays her eggs. Up to 200 of them. They'll stay here over the winter and hatch in the spring. So I've got a lot of thoughts there. My God. I don't I don't want to spend too much time talking about bugs. I really don't, but uh, a couple of things in that video. First of all, thank you, Nat Geo. If you would like to sponsor us, just please contact please us. Go ahead. Um, but but seriously, first of all, mating can last for hours. Come on. Uh, who's got time for that? That's what Viagra Ash did is that. Especially if she's raising 200 mantis babies. Everybody got time for that? Why? Yes. But then, like, the fact that, like, eating his head during copulation can actually lead to more sperm to fertilize her eggs? No. His dying spasm. <laughs> Get more sperm into her. Hashtag dying spasm. Yes. And all I can picture. I mean, all I can picture 
is a praying mantis. You guys should see like the way that I am like curling up because it just oh gross. Cranky. But I brought it up and I don't know what's wrong with me. No, but I am actually looking for this because now I can just have this discussion with everyone. Like how great mantis has sex. Uh by the way, is the grasshopper cocktail making for sense? Oh yeah, that's wonderful. Actually. I feel like if I could have any dream on the planet, we would do this show in New Orleans. Oh, 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 oh. Like oh, New Orleans oh, Tourism Prince. Bureau. Oh, my God, <laughs> the oh, French oh. Quarter somewhere. Come on. Oh, okay. I will even like bartend for free. And I am a professional bartender and a level two sommelier. So um, let's see, where are we going? <laughs> so the praying mantis, uh, yeah, disgusting, gross. I hate bugs. Why did I watch this episode three times? <laughs> Maybe it's how seductive that teacher was. I am not, but I'm not interested. It's not even her face. It's just the way she talks. Like, actually, it's almost like she was trying too hard. Well, she definitely has, like, an accent that she was hiding. Did you pick up on that? that? that, Yeah, that was Yeah, which, by the way, I think she would have been way hotter if they just used the accent. Yes. I don't don't really know what that was. But she was very, like, 1990s Courtney Cox first-year friends kind of hot. Um, Yeah. Well, she was giving the lesson on the mantis. And she asked Buffy about it, and Buffy was like, I think it's bug ugly. <laughs> bug ugly, bug ugly. <laughs> she gets so hurt. Which might it just be teacher. bugly? Yeah, bugly. Hashtag bugly. Oh, yeah, the teacher is angry. She was, when she says it's ugly, she's just like, uh, no, actually, that's what it is. So. I'm failing you. I don't have the power to do so, but yeah. I know. Um, at least you're not a male, so I can't eat your head off right yes. now. And then. She invites the guys of the class to make model egg sacks for the science fair. Well, she doesn't paper mache. invite the guys specifically. She just says, hey, we should make paper mache eggs. Who wants to volunteer? Every guy in the okay, classroom. But like, what the hell kind of science fair project for high schoolers is making a, And by the way, I believe she said papier mache because that is like my biggest pet peeve. I, I can't that like it's paper mache <laughs> just paper mache say it the way it's supposed to be said but but yeah like what the hell kind of science fair project is that for high schoolers yeah let's make egg sacks egg sacks like that's what take a couple of like garbage bags and put them together you have an egg sack if anybody would like to make um an egg sack like paper mache or otherwise and and Take a picture and send it to us. Mm-hmm. We will, we will, we will send you something in return. Yes, something, yes. something very cool. Yeah. Uh, tag us on Twitter, uh, meet at the bronze, and uh, and we will, you know, all seven people that follow us on Twitter, <laughs> welcome. Um, okay, so that was disgusting and weird and creepy, and uh, then we are at the lunch line. Yes. Uh, we get some good lines here. Yeah. Uh, Willow had a good had a good joke. Call me old fashioned. I don't want any more surprises in my hot dog. Yeah. 
Like, I agree. We agree. Although, you know what? I actually don't explicitly want to know what's in my hot dog either. Like, I only want it to be a surprise. A mystery, yeah. maybe. Is I just, I don't want to think about it. Yeah, pretty gross. Uh, and then, uh, Xander is talking about how into him the oh. new teacher is. He's like, you just wouldn't understand it's gross. the appeals of, oh. like, a younger man to an older woman. Checking himself out in the shiny. Yeah, and, like, the napkin. Yeah, the dispenser. I'm like, what are you but you know, bless him. Xander, come on. And he has the great line. Uh, which I thought was really funny. You know, a younger man is too dumb to wonder why an older woman can't find someone her own age and too desperate to care about the surgical improvement. Oh. Buffy nailed it. Yes. That's mm-hmm. hold up, hold up. I'm gonna try this. I believe that is what we call Shade. <laughs> that is. That a is shade. a shade. I'm so proud. <laughs> that is indeed Buffy being shady as hell. Wait, wait, wait. You can be shady and that's good. It's not yeah. like like Xander was being shady with the teacher. No, that's uh, different. That's different. How do you know the difference? Okay. It's just different. Okay. Is this a shade, different episode? <laughs> shade is insulting but also doing it in a sly and slick way we need a resident drag queen to sit in with us oh so just make us aware of when buffy throws shade or anyone else oh, why is rupaul not on my like speed dial? oh i have a friend that's a drag queen make it happen eric i'm giving you a call yes we need to talk about what shade is and how exactly Buffy's thing is coming with shade. It's quite shady. Does it need to be a drag queen or just be like a super feminine gay man? You can be anyone who's hip to gay culture and anyone who's pretty much hip to gay culture. I thought I was hip to gay culture. I guess not because you didn't understand how do you say no, Well, I, but it's confusing because I'm all like, that's shady what that guy did over there. Like Donald Trump, he's shady. Yeah, it's a different. It's a different <sighs> So much. It's a different direction. <sighs> Okay. Okay. Being late is so hard sometimes. Is it? Is it? I know it's a struggle. Guys, please, please know that I, I don't actually feel no, that way. I'm, I'm probably going to delete that from the episode because yeah. I regretted yeah. saying it the second that I did. Um, uh, let's see. I don't know. Xander says a lot of nonsense. <laughs> I have Xander, where are you going with this? Yes. Let's please stop talking. Um, oh. And then I have serves cordelia right that she always finds the body oh yes because she wasn't being bougie as hell talking about her lunch which was what specially ordered by doctors yeah some diet shit yeah opens the uh french freezer and boom there was the body of our uh biology beloved dr gregory r.i.p without his what without his head i was gonna say without his classes but i guess he doesn't no, because his head is gone. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is super gross. Yeah. Uh, and Buffy like looks at it, and she's just and somebody's like, "Where's his head?" Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, you can also tell it's like a super fake body. But yeah, you were really down on the body. How yeah. many dead bodies have you seen? Yeah. Oh, yeah, ready? But I just I'm really into uh, I don't know if you know you're really watch. into dead bodies. No, I'm really into like movie makeup and being. Realistic, 
like uh, there's the show called Face Off on Sci-Fi. That is so good. Great show. Great show. You know, when uh, I was in I college, when I was an acting major, I had to do an entire stage makeup class. Really? And the teacher in my school was actually Tony nominated for special effects makeup. Yeah. Elena Zlotowski. She's amazing. That last name sounds like a Yeah, she's Czechoslovakian? Beautiful. I think something. Oh, God. Now I sound racist. Nope. <laughs> like, like all Eastern European shirts. Okay, I'm cutting you this part down. You just made an assumption. Okay. Uh, yeah. But now um, they're back in the library and they're talking about somebody cut off his hand and replaced it with a fork. And, and, and Xander talks about Silverware Man. Yeah, I lost me there because I totally missed the whole this, conversation. This whole side plot, there was such a red herring. Yes. It did make sense to me. I don't know. It was not like the neat, tidy jossness no. that I look forward to every week. Um, I think it was just to lead us to our... Yeah, I think that, well, honestly, it was a lot of buildup to get us to the next scene where Buffy done lied to Giles. Yes. She was like, I'm not going to go out tonight. The minute she said that, I was like, bitch, you're not. You're totally And then she's confronted by the homeless man with the... Yeah. Oh, my God. You had a lot of thoughts there. One, listen, this wasn't even like an actor. This was one of the guys who holds the mic. You know, the boom, the boom operator. The boom operator. Oh, and they so were just how like, you do that? I know, <laughs> the little things. Um, and they were just like, hey, the guy who's supposed to say this line isn't here. Could you please say this line? He's just, the way he said it was just so stiff. You, I know maybe to you sound like he was slurring it. But I, I don't know, but I mean, like, look, it was not the best drunken slur that I've ever heard. This acting was terrible. I was displeased. I was Business. Yeah, you were not having no, it. No, and his little fake bottle, like, his little thing up, I don't know. It just, everything looked so fake, and I was just like, why were you even needed? It's like, what, you shouldn't be out there. Like, it's like, why are you even needed in the scene? So here's the thing Me. that a lot of people don't understand. Acting drunk is probably the hardest thing any actor can do. And I am going to bring on a professional actor. I've got a couple friends, and that's a brag, no big deal, um, that that are professionals at this. I mean, theoretically, I guess I am. I've been paid to act before. Um, but then again, I've also been paid for sex before, and that doesn't make me a... Oh, uh, no. Yeah. But... Um, well, I mean, isn't marriage just a form of sexual slavery and prostitution? We cannot cut all this out, by the way. Oh my god, my throat. Oh my god. Um, Yes. Oh my god. You said that with a serious ass face, too. Uh, I read a lot of papers talking about how marriage is just a form of legal prostitution. Wow. Um, So. Anyway, so my, my, one of my professional actor friends will come on and we're going to talk about how difficult it is to play drunk because quite frankly, at the end of the day, everything that you do when you're drunk is so imprecise 
and inexact and and oftentimes very small if you're looking at it. Okay, so... So, like, convincingly playing a drunk without turning into a caricature is very difficult. Listen, I'm not saying, like, I want some all-out Oscar-nominated performance, okay? Well, good, because this is a TV show, so it's not... As Tony? Emmy? <laughs> I don't know! I need some I study up. said Grammys. <laughs> Look at you. That's not correct. Nope, it's not. I was closer than you were. Point is... Listen, homeless man, number one, please step your shit up. Thanks. I agree. Okay. I, I will agree with that. I think that I could have done a better job, and Joss Whedon should have called me. Yep. I was 13 at the time. Um, okay. So we've talked about the homeless man. Uh, but then, so Miss French shows up, and she just looks at the creepy guy with, oh, like, the the claw hand yeah, or whatever. Yeah, the claw hand comes out, attacks Buffy, they're fighting, they're fighting. You know, like it happens every day in yes. America. Of course. And then um, out comes, uh, then uh, the, the creepy hand guy goes after, you know, a woman just, you know, walking, yeah, yeah. sent me with groceries, you know. Sure. A little hairdo and shit. Oh. And then she turns around and gives him the meanest mug. And my goodness, he pussies out so fast. And he goes scurrying down a map. Oh, you were so fascinated by because that. Because you just see this man running across the street. He takes the top of the map, oh, cover off. Hops down it and like moves it back on. It's like, why couldn't you just run off into the woods? It's just why do you have to go into the sewer? Go into the sewer? The sewers? It was just like, what is happening? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my opinion about that. No. But no, I'm sure. going to say one more time: this episode, hashtag feminism, has super feminism. Super feminist. Like, apparently the praying mantis is the feminist icon we did not know existed in the arthropod world. Tattoo idea. Aww. I thought explaining that. Yes. Uh, so anybody that gets a uh, praying, mantis praying mantis tattoo with... Yeah, yeah. Send, it, send a picture of it to us and you will also get a surprise of some kind. Something. Something from our houses that we just like we grabbed that day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, unless so, we are actually sponsored by National Geographic. Oh, yes. So many sponsorships we're just going for. And if one of them actually happens, you're in for a surprise, viewers. We are in for a surprise. <laughs> Listeners, not viewers. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Then the principal, Flutie, comes up to Buffy because she saw the dead body. Yes. And he he shanghais her yeah. uh, to go see a counselor. And, and I don't know, his whole rant was weird. Kind of funny, he's but awkward. Mostly, he's so awkward. I Honestly, he's maybe in the entire series my least favorite character. I just, I don't like him. Um, he's not that guy. So, anyways, but he, he has this comment that I still don't think I understand. And I've watched it like three or four times. Uh, about her emotions. Otherwise, we bottle them up until powerful laxatives are involved. Okay, so I'm guessing because I kind of put two and two together and got bored. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, right, when you know you're all tense and stressed, you get constipated." You do? 
Yeah, I mean, do you find yourself running to the toilet when you're stressed? No, but I... No, you just don't poop as much. I think that I like, just... Like, all the energy that could go to your digestive system and cause it to work go elsewhere. Oh, really? Is that the science about it? Technically, <laughs> technically it's peristalsis that keeps everything moving your digestive system. Well, that was right? a big word. Yeah, that word, I might have not said it right. No, actually, that sounded great. Yeah. But um, basically, that's why they kind of encourage you not to go uh, um, after you've had a big meal. If you go running after having a big meal, all the energy is going to go towards, you know, your muscles that you're using for running. And it's not going to go towards, like, just breaking down the food. So if you're stressed and your energy is going elsewhere, it's not going to your digestive system where it's supposed to go. You're freaking out. You will be constipated. You know what I'm saying? And you need the laxatives to help. Also, just remember, don't get reliant on laxatives because that is um, another thing. Lots of water, lots of fiber, lots of green, leafy veggies. Kale. You're good to go. Kale is great. Kale for yes. constipation. Look at this advice we're giving you. You are welcome. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. But, okay. So, <laughs> one of the best parts. Can we just find our way back? <laughs> I don't know if it's possible to bring it back to coffee at this point. Okay. You brought up that um, quote. Okay. Okay. So, so <laughs> speaking of verbal diarrhea. Yes. I don't know if that will be That is a thing. Uh, Cordelia is now talking to the counselor about how um, ever since she saw the dead body, she's lost like seven and a half ounces, which is way oh, better than that quack diet. Yeah. And she's saying, I'm not saying we should kill a teacher every day. Uh, but you know, we should look for the the with the, the positive. Even used Mercedes have leather seats. Yes, this this is look. what makes me just like. I know, I know, you don't believe me. Come end of season two, likeable. Cordelia will be like your favorite character. Because I'm just like this bitch. I'm so sorry, like it's privileged woman. It's just irritating. it is so hard watching season one, Cordelia, because she genuinely becomes one of my top five favorites of the entire like the entire franchise including when yeah, angel spins off she's got it she's got it i love her but i will agree that watching this scene is like oh painful uh and then we go there's a pop quiz happening in biology and the teachers give right. xander the answers oh my goodness why did she just lean over his shoulder because um uh, I think he, you meant pollination. Pollination. Sexy is that. Yeah, I can't even because I'm all rasping because I'm sick. Well, that's sexy as hell. Pollination. I was like, it's just, I gotta be So, any Patreon sponsor that donates $25 a month or more, Quatina will call and uh, do like a voicemail voice for you, you using I, pollination. Pollination. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, what the hell? Yeah, I, I, was, I was, I yeah. was, I was like, that's not good teaching. No, I was like, you are a terrible teacher. Uh, I, I think that's where you were like, uh, bitches go to jail for this. Yes, they do. Like, you can't fucking do this shit now. <laughs> no. You go to jail for this shit. Yeah, Mary Kay Latorno, thank yeah. you very much. I yeah. think not. Oh, I think it's also something really funny when Buffy kind of brings up the teacher to jazz when she's talking about the incident that happened that night with the Oh yeah, man running down the manhole. Well, and your boo. Yeah. And Giles is like, oh, yes, the common, extremely well-proportioned way. Oh, he explains her to be... That was the most British way of saying hi. Yeah, that was just like, Giles? (laughs) What? It's like, 
In all fairness, I married a man that would say hot like, like that. Like, 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 really? Alyssa Milano is not hot. She's extremely well proportioned. And, and common and extremely well proportioned. There we go. Um, so, but Buffy makes a comment about like, oh, hurry to pop quiz. Yeah. And, and bitch turns her head. 180. I said 80, but I have an accent. Don't trust me. <laughs> Stupid isn't this accent. accent. Sorry, Trump. You couldn't keep me out of this country. I came. I conquered. All that good stuff. <laughs> My accent could be fixed. God, I want to marry you. And I'm sick, so that doesn't help. Uh, and that is when uh, we, so so Buffy's like, what just happened? That's yeah. not normal. Yeah. Which, thank God it's not, because I would really be freaked oh out. Oh, my God. And this, this in fact, because this leads her to, like, wanting to do more research because she remembers that, oh, hey, So I love that about this episode. Buffy got to be smart. Yes. But it also reminded me of those, like, really, like, corny TV shows where they're trying to show the kids that, hey, learning can be cool. You know, you just apply. Hey, learning you know, can be stuff. cool. I know, but it just felt like a kid's show. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> if you just learn something about pragmatics. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Reading rainbow. I know, I heard. Take a look. It's oh, It's oh, raining oh. rainbow. Don't say STD. Don't say STD. Ah. If LeVar Burton got an STD, I'm done. 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 No. Saying we're for the fundraising price. Oh, like Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited about it, though. But anyway, so she does the 180. Oh, and then Xander goes into the classroom, and she's, like, spreading mail on a piece of white bread, which blah. Of course. And then the whitest like thing ever. Ah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's racist. And then I am. Let's move. I'm not. I'm not that um, but then she's like about to put like her Tupperware that's just like food on it. And Xander walks in. Yeah. Um, and then we find out she's like, oh, I left the paper mache at my house. Oh, and I have a staff meeting in a thirty minutes. So staff infection sounds more like. <laughs> Yes. Is staff meeting code for penis? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My dad is never going to sponsor us on no. Patreon, so that's fine. No, but um, she just said something with them. Uh, you know, you can come later to my house. Gives him her address. Right? So creepy. You get arrested for Like, literally. I had a teacher who, my junior year, contacted me like maybe three times ever to babysit for his two children okay, that's... totally fine and i no actually i think it was only my senior year i had known him for four years at that point uh i knew his wife at that point uh i had met him like in the community in the neighborhood absent teaching so it was like kind of one of those things where it's like that's not weird that he is asking me to no. babysit his children that are at the time probably eight and ten. But this substitute teacher that is so creepy. Paper mache egg, that's an egg for the science what? fair. I'm still like no. I'm still. Um, stuck what on science that. fair? What is the science fair happening? <laughs> there is. I didn't see this on the message board. Stop your lies. 
you know, and I just, I literally just put here, this poor ass teacher, she's being such a hoe right now. Kind of like that. Not as much of a hoe as she is in a minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, we'll God. get there in a second. Ooh. I just want to point out that she then puts, after Xander leaves, she puts on her sandwich crickets. Yes. And I think it is worth pointing out to all of our listeners that I am a badass motherfucker. Yeah. And I have had both grasshopper and cricket tacos at the Jose Andres' OML in downtown D.C. And quite frankly, they weren't bad. A little, like, too crunchy. It, no, it's honestly, it's kind of like, you know when you eat like a, like a fried chicken wing or something? It's just got that, like... Why would I eat fried chicken? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> 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 but you know, like, that little bit of, like, membrane that is, like, perfectly fried but a little bit, like, Thin. Okay. I don't know. I'm membrane. <laughs> that is the biggest turnoff ever. Don't membrane. ever say membrane about food. What the hell? I would not eat something too much of membrane. I, all I think about is an embryo and developing things and something raw and not cooked. I am saying membrane. You know, I'm starting to think that the reason I became such a foodie or like part of Part of how that happened was because I did so poorly in science (laughs) growing up that, like, I have no associations like that. Like, honestly, the word moist. Uh, Let's see. So, rotated her head 180. Xander's middle name. Oh, right. What does that look like? Love that. Sounds like a nice R&D. I was going to say, have you ever met a white person? (laughs) That is a black-ass name. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's uh, yeah. Oh, Buffy. Um, oh, Buffy and and Willow are talking in the library, and I think this is where Giles has this thing about how like she's well proportioned. Oh yeah. And she's and Buffy says her fashion sense screams predator. Oh, Willow goes, it's the shoulder pads. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's true. Listen, when she like walked up on Xander and basically fed him the answer, she's wearing this like um, bonnet green. Vomit cream is a color, Crayola. And um, freaking yellow skirt and the white, um, but yeah, I was just like, what do you mean? Yeah, I was not a fan of that yeah. outfit. No. It didn't feel on brand for her. No. 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 Um, Later she gets but at this point, uh, Giles realizes he has a friend with, I'm sorry, joint degrees in entomology and mythology. Yeah, that whole side thing. So, bugs and fairy tales. What the hell? That's a joint degree in bugs and fairy tales. Like, what university did you go? No, you said Cambridge. Oh, there we go. Yeah, lies, Giles. So, again, I'm sorry that I did not get my entomologist friend on this episode. I'm going to ask her how many friends she has that have co-doctors in mythology. I'm sure it's billions. Um, and then uh, Willow agrees to hack into some database. And Giles is like, this is perfectly legal, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Let's just, uh, go. And, he, and after their response, he goes, wasn't here, didn't see it, couldn't have stopped you. <laughs> and I think that's my new mantra for life. I think I like that. I think you should adopt that in your job working with children. Oh, yeah, that's very true. When I just don't <laughs> want to get involved with some things, like I, I just see a situation happening and I'm just like, oh, guys. Oh, I oh, also oh, feel oh. like that is a great opportunity for some merch. Send me with the bronze merch. Like, wouldn't you oh, wear a t shirt? You would wear a t shirt, wasn't here, didn't see it, could not stop doing it. 
I don't think so. I think we can do it. Look, if Jess wants to sue me and I get to meet him in a deposition, I honestly am still like, oh, wait. yeah. No, Joss is not hot. No, I'm saying like it would be awesome. Oh, it sounded like you were like, oh, no. No, that's a different, oh, yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. You're meeting like someone you're okay. Yeah, like, what's like he's super hot? If he was super hot, I'm like, oh, yeah, like what if it's okay because Giles said it, we get to meet him in the deposition. Oh my god. <laughs> like all the things I could do to you in the deposition is supposed to go away. Just, you know, he has like down. three grown daughters. Yes. Right? That's okay. You're like, they're grown. Too. I don't have to. <laughs> you can be my daddy too. I don't have to raise anyone. I don't have to raise anyone. I'm good. Be oh, my daddy. Also, I think worth pointing out at this point that Buffy is wearing Angel's jacket. Yes, that's true. The big ass Which jacket. is like seven sizes too big. So she is so small. Yes. But, um, hey, hey. Let's bring you back to that, uh, life feet of wearing. Oh, like, let's not even. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, we're creating right now. Uh, so. Mommy wife. Uh, <laughs> did you catch that? So, so the scene that you called was Xander and Buffy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's got to cough. <laughs> I hate being sick. This isn't even worth my sexy voice. Oh, God. <laughs> you really should become a porn, like, porn, se- uh, phone okay, sex phone operator. operator. Is that yeah, still a thing? Money? Oh, my God. That would be a great side game. I feel like things. people just, like, text now if they want phone sex. I'm very yeah. good sexting, so. I uh, can believe it. Next yeah. time I'm feeling horny, maybe I'll just text you. Okay, so Buffy is wearing Angel's jacket, and it looks amazing, even though she is so tiny. So tiny. She's a tiny woman. She is a tiny woman, but I'm into it. Like, she looks amazing. But I definitely think at this point, it's where the fuck it is, fuck it, fuck, 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 are we? Where in my notes is Buffy in the jacket? No, we didn't hop around that much. She's in the jacket when she is... Is she talking to... This is when he notices she's in a jacket, so she's talking to him about not um, being with the teacher. Oh, wait. She's totally wearing Angel's jacket. Oh, Xander. Okay, so it's the conversation where... Yeah, okay. So you had a lot of opinions about about the scene with Buffy and Xander. I did. I just feel like it was the classic... I've, and you're only jealous because I've met someone and someone's attracted to me and you're just jealous. Like, he, they don't want to listen to what you have to say. And it was just, just something I've seen many times. And I was just irritated by Xander. I was like, okay. You're I mean, it's a trope. But I will say, like, I wrote down, oh, Xander's so vulnerable. Like, it was kind of cute that, like, Buffy was trying so hard to protect him. Mm-hmm. And he was so, like, screw you. Like, there's somebody out there that's into me. And I think that that's, that's real for for a 16-year-old nerd boy. <laughs> nerd boy. But also, like, remember she mentioned these pheromones that probably are also helping with that that kind of get him oh for sure but again like think about it when you were 16 if like an older man that was that hot had been into you you would have been like uh it's totally because i'm amusing uh no i would not have <laughs> you would have been like i need to call the police i would have been like jesus is my savior what would jesus do run away <laughs> stay away creeper wwjd yeah. um okay fair enough um i i thought it was cute i thought it was very cute yeah. 
Um, and I loved the fact that he had the line, I'm sorry, I love this. It just kind of bugs me. Yeah. I see what you guys did there. Not a little <laughs> obvious, but okay. Uh, then I wrote down, Mary Kay Latorno, you go to jail for this shit. Yes. Because this, I wrote that this whole ass teacher is just being so much of a hoe. Like, I cannot. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. Is this what you would define as basic? Okay, no. This Damn is, it. I'm sorry, you're so close. You're going to get there. I will. She wasn't, she wasn't being basic. She was just being a, a hoe ass teacher. She was just being a hoe ass teacher because, one, you invited him over to... Okay, then let's talk about um, him coming over. We see her pouring um, a couple glasses of um, martinis. martinis. And again, like, what the fuck? He's in high school. Like, okay, but also martinis are basically straight vodka or straight gin. And he has one. He's like, ooh, yeah. that's delicious or it's, something like that. And I'm like, nobody on. has ever had straight vodka or straight gin for you the first time in their lives. Or soda at the bar. He, yeah, he's bronze. drinking like orange soda or Mountain Dew, like yeah. all virgin. Yes. You know, there's a fire in the background. She's wearing her tight little black dress. I don't Would know you, if her hair I, is doing something different. I'm still not into those boobs. No, her boobs were perfect. I was wondering. No, no, no. I'm sorry. They were perfectly, oh. like, could you together? There's too I much space God. between them. There was no space between them. There was boobs. way too much. When no she, space. like, leaned over, there was too much space. I did not see any space. All okay. I saw were two little perfect mountains, and I thought, wow, most beautiful chest. I legit wrote Have that. you seen mine? I'm looking at you right now. They're amazing. They are so much better. I realize that, but the way they were in her dress, Ugh. they just really looked really good. It was just black and good. Disagree. Black and good. Yeah, there is way too much space between yeah, them. No, no, I'm going to go back The space you. between the So she opens the door. Xander's here. He's just staring at her chest. She asks him a certain question. She's like, Oh, is this? Should I change? And he's like, Oh, because you make me nervous. Yeah. Oh, throwing up right now. <laughs> like, one, that should make you suspicious. Hmm. Um, this grown ass teacher who's got to meet her house, wearing some sexy ass shit, some sexy ass lighting, and she is and boozing me up. I make her nervous. Yeah. Yeah. No. You need yeah. to go. But no. Demon. No, instead, he decides to down the drink. Yes. Which clearly has been drugged. Yes. Because then he's all like, I I love, I love Buffy, your hand. Yeah. I love, love Yes. Love and then he's out. And he just gets knocked out. In the meantime, oh, Jack. But before that, she had yeah. to inquire if he was, oh, um, yeah. you know, good enough for her because she asked him, how do you deal with the woman? He said, I'm with you right here. She's no, like, he said, like, in the same in room. In the same room. And she's like, no, you know what I mean. And he's like, oh, yeah, these women and this and that. And he's just like, you know. And she's like, yeah, I know. It's like she can smell the yeah, I feel like he can't him. smell that. She Desperation, can. maybe. But yes. not virginity. But she could tell he was a virgin, and that's what she wanted. She All right. Yeah, I know. Uh, and so then we go back to the library, and they're all talking. And Giles gets into the whole thing about the virgin thief in mythology. And we find out this is a very real thing because virginity was the state of a person who has never had sexual intercourse. And a virgin being the term for an individual who retained their virginity, 
Uh, full disclosure, I'm a Virgo. So theoretically, I guess that uh, astrologically, I am forever a virgin. Oh my yeah, I know. Really effed that one up. Uh, several spells required the ritual killings of human virgins. Uh, also, they really liked that in Aztec. Uh, yeah, they, they sacrificed they a lot of virgins. Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. to some of those. Yeah, uh, uh, is that, is, I think that was one. Uh, anyways, uh, and many demons fed on or accepted virgins as offerings, particularly females, due to their perceived purity. So I guess it's sort of like organic, free reign. I guess, I guess so. Yeah, honestly, so like Whole Foods so is basically... Well, I guess Whole Foods is really only serving up virgins. Virgins. Yeah, yeah. Demon Whole Foods. Just look out for that. Uh, I don't understand what's interesting about piercing a hymen. Like, I don't understand. uh, I'm I'm kind of with you because anybody I know that's had sex with a virgin is like, "Mm." I have is whack. Letting you know. Uh, There wasn't even a hymen involved. (laughs) Nope. Yeah. My hymen was not involved. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to... All the versions out there, though. No hate towards you. Just confused as to why you're so appealing. Uh, there's a, a Greek term, kleptis virgo, mm. meaning virgin thief, referring to a group of different mythical creatures from various ancient cultures that preyed on male virgins by assuming the form of their female counterparts and seducing them, like... Yeah, the sirens. Like the sirens, yeah. So Goddesses. Yeah, some of the goddesses, because, like, nobody was worthy of them. So... You just so happened to get a goddess that wants to... Yeah. Men have had such big egos for a long time. Like, like it's just like Xander to think, oh, someone super hot is interested in me, and I'm just totally going to go with it. You're not suspicious at all. Are you serious? Oh so, but again, I think that that's where the hashtag feminism of this episode comes in, where true. it's like we're talking about male virginity, a woman that's like gonna eat his head off yes. during the copulation act, like that. That, that you know, you gotta like really love the feminism that of this is show. That is some kinky shit. Yes, <laughs> I will say this because, um, as you know, earlier we saw the video on how they. Oh yeah. Uh, this is kind of confusing. So in Buffy, they're saying that she lays the eggs already and then he fertilizes the eggs with the eggs outside of her body. But in the video with the actual praying mantis, they inject the sperm into the female, no. decapitate them, and then they die. Oh, I see what you're saying. You see what I mean? Yeah, that is a little so confusing. How is this mating exactly supposed to work? I guess I, you changed it up. For this? I think visually it just works better if there's an external sac. It's yeah. not like they can like show her uterus. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't give you the plot twist yeah. that you want. Demon, demon, demon uterus. Uterus. <laughs> Uh, but I do love in this episode, also, this is one of the episodes, and I'm sorry, I've seen the whole series multiple times. This is one of a few episodes where Buffy is really, really, like, book smart. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go into the stacks of the library. I'm going to look this up. I know it's weird. Maybe insects can do this. Okay, insects, now I'm going to go to praying ants. Like, oh, praying mantis, I think that's what this is. So what gets a praying mantis bat sonar? Giles, you need to go find bat sonar recordings. Like, 
this is one of the episodes wherein Buffy is like really a, a book smart badass. She's getting it done. She is getting it done. She is. I really loved that. Um, but then they like go and they find the actual Natalie French who's over 90 years old, but looks like she's like 50. Yeah. Yeah. That, that didn't really work for me. Um, and then I also wrote down identity theft is a serious crime. It is is people. (laughs) Cause the praying mantis, the she mantis stole Natalie French's identity. Yeah. Yeah, That was weird. And then does, she was not born in 1907. No. And then does that weird creepy, like, Voice, but that to like be between Blaine and 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 Xander (laughs) in their straw filled cages. The funny thing is that he was the one that was down in the basement when he was talking all this shit, saying he was getting all these girls and things like that. And guess what? He's the version too. Well, yeah. And by the way, thank God. And why couldn't they kill him? Yes, that would not have upset me at all. I would have. I would have legitimately cheered out loud. I was so upset by that. That, that was interesting. Also, and then, how does she just happen to have a basement full of cages and hay for these men? Like, I don't understand. I how feel like I know a few people. Yeah. Just more. Yeah, we know about these red rooms, okay? <laughs> Wait, what's that a red room? room? You don't know what red is? I only read like 60 pages of Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, I didn't make it through. Fifty Shades of Grey. Let's well, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, like, yeah. what's a red room? It's basically like a different group, the dungeon room. Hello. Okay. Yeah. All right. Back to business. Okay. So it was just weird that she automatically already has these things in them. Like, how long have you been in this neighborhood, lady? <laughs> this is very interesting. It's literally, it's like you go bedroom, kitchen, dungeon. Dungeon for mating and decapitating young virgins. I think that's normal. I like, I registered for some of that stuff. Oh, for sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Housewarming. Did you get that from Target? Uh, no, I think Ikea because it was a little cheaper. I mean, we had to put it together ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Final, final scene. Okay, so we know now Blaine was virgin. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, lol. Uh, but then Angel and I have like the world's biggest heart, like perfectly colored, and they kept making it bigger. Uh, you can have your jacket back. It looks better on you. I mean, does it though? It's kind of easy. No, I'm really glad he doesn't put it back on. Come on, let's let's, let's be very real. If there's a man alive that should be wearing a wife theater and nothing else, he's angry. Yeah. By the way, I can also tell you from later episodes, it's a wife theater and boxer briefs. Oh my God. Happy I am. Yes, indeed. Good times. How old is he again? Uh, in this episode, he's about 26, 27. And he's hanging out at the book. Okay. Well, okay, you also can remember, okay, no, Angel is like 240. Yeah. Okay, but like the actor, and he wouldn't kiss her until she was, he, she was 18. Okay. Yeah. Um, but let's see, and then, oh, no one ever said anything about the damn glasses. Yes. She just, like, goes in, takes them off of the desk, the cracked glasses, puts them in his jacket, which are both still just waiting like, there. how did you not honor this man and say, like, build something? The build police something. weren't called yeah, in like, at any point? Like, come on. Like, this is shoddy police work. It was just, okay, you know what else is shoddy? The building service work in that building, because there were still freaking eggs left That over egg sack was huge! 
like, and it was just like under the desk. Like, yes. if you if you like swept under there, you would have poked at it. Yes, and um, pretty sure they were cracking open. So I'm like, okay. Oh God! Going? And by the way, I always bet the praying mantis eggs not delicious. Okay, like so I'm not scrambling them. Let's let's also talk about this. Okay, so oh. those eggs. Do we have? No, we're under they there. look like gross, good, and plenty. Listen, does this mean that the teacher was a virgin? Or would Gregory, she, or did she just uh, take him out? I think she to just took him out to take his so position. she could get young males. I don't think that there is a specific connotation that he was a virgin. There was no. I mean, oh, the eggs were in his oh. science room in his classroom. Well, but let's also hold on a second though. This is something I had a problem with. Why would she have to mate with a virgin? Like, sure, he hadn't had his like. If you're praying mantis and like the men have their heads ripped off after copulation. It makes sense that he would have to be a virgin. But since he's not a praying mantis, why does he have to be a virgin? Like, since he's a human and his head wasn't ripped off during copulation, why did they have to be a virgin? Okay, whoever she wants to fertilize her eggs must be a virgin. Has to be a virgin. There were eggs in this class. So I guess it's true that, like, science geeks don't get laid. No. Not but that's enough. sad because Dr. Gregory was so nice. He's so cool. He was so, cool. so nice. Maybe so, it was those big ass glasses. Uh, by the way, I hope it was really good. I hope that, like, beyond everything, her being the giant bitch that she was and murdering and killing and head ripping off and everything, I really hope that she was a good lover. Yeah. I'm hoping. So. I don't know. She was in Mantis form. But I'm just saying, like, but that's what matters. <laughs> just imagine a Mantis going, kiss me. But like you do you, like people are into all kinds of things. A mantis? Oh right, bestiality is a. I had I have heard things that weird me out more than that. In in sexuality, okay, okay, okay. All right. Anyways, this has been me with the bronze. This is Meg, your Buffy expert. And this is Quatina, your Buffy virgin. Don't forget to check us out on our Twitter page at the Meet at the Bronze or our Patreon, uh, patreon.com backslash Meet at the Bronze, where for as little as $3 a month, that's $36 a year because I'm super good at math. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can support us and help us buy, you know, good equipment or maybe even somebody named pablo who's super sexy and praying manti would want to like do things too but can help us edit our stuff so that it sounds way better than it does uh anyways either way check us out like us follow us friend us we are desperate for some love that's fine yes it was all that uh so love ya see you next episode for Never kill a boy on the first date. Oh, good advice. Good, good advice. Good advice. Good advice for all. For all. No matter your. <laughs>